Hello, I'm Nick Lathan. And I'm Rip Camelucci. And we're ready to, to believe, believe you. How did that feel to you, that little intro? That's the first time we've done it. <laughs> you know, I feel like we're only going to, it's only going to get uh, better from here. Uh, yes. But it's always, it's always nice to, to quote the Ghostbusters. Yes. And, and that's what the... Yet. And that's what this is. It's a Ghostbusters podcast. And this is a special Christmas episode for the real Ghostbusters. Xmas marks the spot. Ding dong. Ding dong. Oh my goodness. And this episode, okay, I've decided this. If you're a Patreon user, guess what? You're listening to this three episode, three days before it comes out in the free feed. Because this is a Christmas present, everybody. We're, we're putting bonus content out. Patreon content out for free for Christmas. That's well, you've been so good all year. Yes. Listening to all of our content and our, our musings on the Fast and the Furious, the Fast Saga, if you will. Yes. Joining us, not just for Ghostbusters, but you've gone back and you've listened to all the Halloween episodes, too. Yes, which is funny. Uh, listener, right now I'm wearing a Halloween shirt, recording a Christmas episode. So I'm linking season one and season three of this podcast together. I'm wearing a Mickey Mouse surfing shirt, so I am uh, technically known as an outlier. <laughs> I want to talk about your uh, your Mickey Mouse Hawaiian shirt real quick, uh, mainly because oh, it, it depicts uh, Mickey Mouse uh, with no shoes on, and you can see Mickey Mouse's toes. You realize it's, you ain't never even thought about Mickey's toes. No, it's until the you weirdest have to reckon shit. with them at a vintage store before a Jimmy Buffett concert, and you go, well, you know what? It's seven bucks, so fuck it. Um... Does he is he also not wearing gloves on that shirt? Oh, I'm pretty sure he's wearing gloves. I think I actually donated the shirt to Goodwill or something because uh, oh, I it got too big for me. But I'm and they re- barely they- certain he was wearing gloves, which is a tr- boy. It just makes your mind do somersaults. You donated you donated it to Goodwill, and then they quickly turned it around and took it to Badwill. Because <laughs> they, they're like nobody should nobody should own this shirt. Mickey Mouse with toes. Oh, Badwill yeah, sounds like somebody's like shitty production company. It's like like not J.J. Abrams production company, but like <laughs> but like like J.D. Williams's production company. <laughs> J.D. Williams. Oh man. Is, is J.D. Williams somehow related to J.D. Power? And all of his associates. Oh, all of them. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, this is a Ghostbusters podcast. And this episode, yeah, we're talking about Xmas Marks the Spot. And we're already off the fucking rails. Xmas Marks the Spot is the Christmas episode, season one, episode 13 of The Real Ghostbusters. Which I gotta say, they didn't really try with that title. Do what now? They didn't really try with that title, the title of the episode. Oh, Xmas marks the spot. Yeah, it's like they—I don't even know what order they would have thought of it in, but it doesn't really have anything to do with the actual episode aside from Xmas. Well, a lot of their episode titles are puns, like "Collect Call of Cthulhu," uh, "Ragnar Rock and Roll," stuff sure. like that. So but I think they were probably going for something the- related that happens within the episode. I imagine. I mean, 
what would the spot be? Exactly. Nobody says out damn spot. Uh, there's not a dog named spot. Wait, is out damn spot in a Christmas Carol? No, it's Shakespeare. Then why why would they quote Shakespeare? I, I'm I'm pulling it. I, I'm pulling it. Fucking strings here. I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to make it work. No one drinks a Seven Up. It's an up thing. Oh man, I yeah the Seven Up. All right, this podcast because we're talking about real Ghostbusters, I'm automatically go, my brain's going to go back to childhood. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the Seven Up uh, spot. Um, you remember those commercials? Oh yeah, I remember. I had a, a, a spot goes to Hollywood game for the PlayStation One. <laughs> I didn't know they had that. It was kind of good. Recently, since we're talking about Christmas, I uh, recently referenced the uh, the Jim Carrey Grinch video game, and <laughs> I how I know they made a video game of that for the PS One. And my cousin rented it. Was it PS One? Yes, my cousin rented it, and like. He rented it multiple times. He didn't even just, he didn't buy the game. He just rented kind of like how I was with Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. Like he rented a bunch of times when you could have just bought it mm-hmm. and, you know, saved your money. Anyway, he rented the Grinch game at least twice. I know that much because he was trying to beat that game. I don't know if he ever did. I rented uh, the Domino's Noid game several times. That's That was mine that I did that with. So... <laughs> Like you have, you ever showed the whack pack on um on Instagram live, and you pointed out the fact that if a if it was a property in the '90s, it had a trading card. So now we're finding out is if you're a food stuff in the '90s, you had a video game. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's the, the roll call. I'm sure there was a Keebler Elves game out there somewhere. Oh my, you know how fun that would be. It actually, sounds fun. Yeah. You got to fudge stripe all the cookies in time. Running around a tree? Anyway. That's the levels. It's just different levels of the tree. Yeah. There is a game that is like that. I can't think of what game it is. This is a Ghostbusters podcast. Um, <laughs> have to randomly say it to remind ourselves what we're doing here. Reset. So, to, to get into the episode, um, I watched this again for the first time, and I don't know how long last christmas and like i watched i just enjoyed the fuck out of it so i thought we would do an episode about it this year and let me say i still enjoyed it this is a jam-packed episode i man i i even said to myself they crushed this they packed a lot into 22 minutes they absolutely crushed the pacing and the story and it's really good it's really really good yeah like, it's, I mean, they should probably teach this episode in screenwriting class because it's, cl- <laughs> like, I'm, it's that good. Like, it, it does the whole thing, like, this happens, but this happens, so this happens. We established, and, like, in the first minute that that Peter's a Scrooge, uh, which uh, he has the real life issues. Peter Bankman will go on to play in Scrooge, uh, if he hadn't already at this point. Uh, the, time travel? Fuck it. It's windy. And now you're in not just time travel, but space travel as well. Like, yeah, you you are in now 1800s London. The th- okay, I first questioned the whole time travel thing the first time I when I watched this last year. Why? And then I watched it again. Watching it again. I'm 
I'm getting there. I watched it again now, and I was like, I was like, you know what? Who gives a shit? There's ghosts. Like, why am I going to question a TV show that has ghosts? That should be the first thing that they teach you in screenwriting classes is, hey, you want to do time time travel? Don't give a shit about it. Just do it. Yeah. And Don't like, try and justify that shit. You're not a fucking scientist. Who the fuck do you think you are? You you <laughs> you were in your fucking boxers for three straight days before you walked into this class. You schmuck. Just uh, write it. Oh man, you sound like Brian Cox in the film. Uh, <laughs> fuck. What, what was that Charlie uh, Charlie Kaufman movie? Spirit Director by Spike Jones with Nicolas Cage. Oh Adaptation? my god, adaptation. Thank you. Just write it. Yep. Just write the damn thing. You should write your uh, screenwriting book, but it's 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 it the every uh, kind of like how uh, in um, screen screenplay that book uh, mm-hmm. they just they reference Chinatown a lot, but in your screenwriting book you reference this episode of Ghost the Real Ghostbusters a lot. <laughs> that's uh, that's the ploy to it's got it's got a real short window. For people to like have to subscribe to the Patreon, uh, yeah. this to actually work as a scheme and a scam, but I believe I can do it. I, I did. I recently watched National Treasure for the first time a few months ago, and I feel mm-hmm. like that was the biggest like screenwriting breakthrough I've had in a while. Of just like, just fucking, just fucking write it. Don't worry yeah. about it. They, yeah. they, that worrying about how this works didn't stop them from writing National Treasure, much less making it. So just fucking write it and worry about it later. Oh, it was so freeing. <laughs> yeah, just clean it up later. And sometimes people don't maybe. even do that. Yeah, maybe. Oh, man. Something I um, recently thought about in regard to National Treasure. So in the second movie, Helen Mirren is introduced, uh, star of Fast and Furious films. Um I got to link it back to the podcast somehow. So Helen Mirren is in the second National Treasure movie, and I think she is Nicolas Cage's mom in the movie. Interesting. I think so. But, like, of course, Nicolas Cage's dad is John Voight, and in real life, John Voight's a shithead now. So what I'm thinking is that they're going to write him off for the third movie and bring Helen Mirren in for a bigger role. I like that. That's what they should. write him off uh, by him getting... Devoured by a giant snake. Yes. Then that's why I added some extra S's to the end of that word because Appreciate of a snake. Push it uh, <laughs> right there. That's why you pay for this version. Yeah. Don't wait. Don't wait three days and listen to it for free. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But listen, a reason we're doing this on Patreon first is because we're going to, uh, starting season three, yeah. We're gonna do Ghostbusters movies in the in the free feed, plus a little bonus stuff. A little the longer episodes are gonna be uh, in the main feed, but on the Patreon, we're doing the real Ghostbusters, kind of like how we did Spy Racers uh, for a quarter mile of time. And let me tell you, watching this ep, like I gotta say, the animation style in the show, I forgot how cool it was. It's. Yeah, it's it's pretty good. Um, there there are moments where it does kind of feel a little, and not in this episode particularly, uh, mm-hmm. but just kind of like in regular run episodes. Uh, they there are moments where you kind of like see the seams a little bit, or it's a little seems a little like chunky, I guess is the way to say it. But I'll tell you what, man, if you ever can get your hands on some like animation cells from real Ghostbusters, they are fucking beautiful. Like 
Really? The the character models and just like some of the designs of, of the the ghosts, ghouls, goblins, specters uh, are are really really way up there. Um, and yeah, like they're they're they display very well. I don't have one personally, but I've seen. Yeah, them. I have the closest thing I have to like real Ghostbusters art is. I forget the artist's name, but he did like um he did a bunch of series. He did like I know he did two Ghostbusters ones. He did a Masters of the Universe one, but it's like the heroes and villains hanging out. And I, one I have is uh, Vakeman Slimer, and is it Sawin from Yes, the that ghost. Mm-hmm. They're all hanging out, sharing uh sharing some high seas. Oh hell yeah, ecto coolers. Some ecto coolers. It's a very good print, and uh, I can't wait to frame it and put it up. <laughs> um, so basically, this episode uh, is the Ghostbusters interfering with uh, uh, a Christmas Carol happening in real life. Yes. That's, that's the premise, which, as a premise, there's so much juice you could squeeze out of just, like, taking classic legendary tales that have anything to do with ghosts or mm-hmm. the supernatural that are in the public domain and just fucking run with it, man. I thought that's, that's, that's a fucking brilliant premise. I can't think of anything off the top of my head, but like it, there's, there's gotta be a lot you can call from that. It, it made me, it made me think of like an idea. Like I've seen this, like a cosplay costume of it, but steampunk ghostbusters. Hmm. Like, I would love to see a Victorian era Ghostbusters. Like that would be really cool in my opinion. Like it's the same concept except like, you know, they can't they're using like they can't use electricity or they're not using nuclear power or whatever to like get out get all the ghosts. Dude, straight up, uh like as as the show opens, like they're driving through a snowstorm from upstate New York back to Manhattan. Uh, and they're all like, and the car, uh, the Ecto one, uh, craps out for a sec and they're all in like winter gear. And then they put their proton packs on over their winter gear. Yeah. I would have purchased the shit out of those action figures twice. And I say twice specifically cause back when I was a kid, I would have bought them. And now as an adult, I would have bought them off eBay again. Cause yeah. that's what I've been doing this pandemic is, I mean, as you can see <laughs> Nick behind me. <laughs> What has happened? I didn't. I didn't have all of this back when you were last in Chicago, and now it's bad. It's yeah, real you, bad. You, you, Look at these carded real Ghostbusters up here. I just wanted to, uh, for the listener um, who can't see this, uh, Rip lives in an abandoned Toys R Us. <laughs> God, oh, what a fucking dream. <laughs> um, yeah, that that would have been a great, great action figure. Um, which we'll we're, we'll have an episode dedicated to the Ghostbusters toys in the future, for sure. Something I wanted to bring this up. Do you want to do an episode just about the music? Ooh, that'd be interesting. Yeah, because there's a lot of uh, alternate themes and like uh, just the music in Ghostbusters has a history. Like it's crazy. Anyway, I think we should do that, and we are because I want to stretch this podcast. As far uh, as we can make it possibly stretch it. Uh, while we're pitching uh, additional podcast ideas for the Ghostbusters, can we do an episode uh, that's just full of different reca- like themed recastings? 
Oh, that'd be great. That'd be a like, uh, like one of the one of the examples I have here is is you have to recast uh, Ghostbusters with the cast members of New Girl. Ooh, um, I'm trying to think. You would have to be okay. This is how it goes. Vinkman is Nick Miller. I feel like uh, I feel so, like. J- now, I, when I, as far as having it uh, cast, I don't actually have the names being cast uh, as far as like the characters. Uh-huh. What I have is kind of like what they represent. And, and feel free to, to kind of uh, make any corrections or, or amendments or anything like that. But you have uh, the heart of the Ghostbusters, the brain of the Ghostbusters, the mouth of the Ghostbusters, and the soul of the Ghostbusters. Yeah, that's what I'm going for right now. Okay, but whenever I do it, I don't do it like this person is this character. I go through the mouth because that way, like, it gives them leeway to, like, you know, be, still make it their own. They're not playing Peter Van. Yeah. They're not playing Ray Stance, you know? I think the mouth of the Ghostbusters would definitely be Schmidt. Um, yeah, I'm casting characters from New Girl as uh, the. Well, that's the thing. Schmidt could also be the. He's also. Nah, he'd be the mouth. I feel like Nick would be the brains, believe it or not, because he's actually pretty smart, but he's also an idiot. They're all accidentally smart. They're all stupid. That's the thing. Like Jess could also be the brains, but she has her dumb. Like everybody has their dumb moments. I would say Jess would probably be the brains. Do you want to say the heart podcast? Oh man. I'm just, you're going to be fucking make me think about this. I know. I know. We need to have a list. Yeah. That's, that's a good episode. I already do. have a few jotted down, and I can I can come up with some more for that episode. Hot tease. That's a hot tease right there. Hot tease. Um. Okay. Ray uh, shot a cat with the uh, proton pack. I wrote down in case I was going to do a quote to open this up before we figured it out. Uh, I just, the first quote I was going to open with, uh, uh, we're the only Ghostbusters bonus podcast that uh, told her cat to stay out of our way. <laughs> I told her to keep the cat out of our way. Excuse me. I was reading it. And I got it wrong. Fuck me. Oh, man. That's why we're not doing quotes anymore. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, and then, yeah. like, also, after that, you got Peter coming just hard with the anti-Christmas sentiment. Just Christmas is just another day. I'm like, is Peter Venkman motherfucking agnostic? Venkman just has dad issues, it turns out. Which, which is, like, some of the most backstory... To that point that we've gotten about any of the Ghostbusters, because yeah. if you think about it in the movie, like the most backstory that we really get is after they they uh, get the loan from the bank and yeah. uh, they're telling Egon that everyone has three mortgages these days. Or not Egon, uh, Ray. Um, yeah, and we find and out that <laughs> And I know in other episodes of the of the real Ghostbusters, uh, I believe Ray's uncle, or is it Vankman's uncle? Uh, is like a reoccurring character as well. One of their like crazy uncles is a reoccurring character as well. Yeah, um, yeah. The only thing you know about the the the, the history of the Ghostbusters is that uh, yeah, Ray was born there. <laughs> That's the only back. Uh, yeah, it, the only backstory you get. Like I want to, we can we'll get into it in the episode. So I'm not going to say it that episode, but I'm not going to say it now. Um, Vinkman has dad issues, and then yeah, we're sucked through a winter vortex 
through time and space to Dickensian London. And literally Dickensian. Yeah. And then we see uh, Bob Cratchit buying, buying the world's smallest goose. <laughs> it fit in his hand. Yeah, it does. That was like a goose pop. Yeah, that exactly what I was thinking. I was like, "Man, fry that baby up." <laughs> and that was my first thought. Was they they got to fry that thing? Pop it on a stick, deep fry it. Yeah, I mean that's some fair food right there. Yes. <laughs> uh, I was like, like a state fair, not just done like deep fried Cornish game hens on a stick. Oh God. Yeah. You know. Uh, you got your turkey legs. It's not that m- much further removed. By the way, I made it a point last time I went to Walt Disney World, which is back in February, right, but literally right before the pandemic. Mm. I got in there just in time. Um, I made it a point to get a fried turkey leg and then had to throw it away because the Haunted Mansion ride line was so short. And it was a moment in which I had to choose between Man. a turkey leg and the Haunted Mansion. On a shore line, too. Yeah. So, wow. I went Haunted Mansion, and I don't regret it. I, I ate a good bit of that turkey leg, but it was it was pretty good. Yeah. So, that they're was a good night. They're really good. They're really good. They are. <laughs> um. Yeah, that goose, though, man. Too damn small. It might have been a turkey, but in the, in the, in the, in the, in the... From what I remember from A Christmas Carol, Scrooge says... Fetch me that goose that's in that window, and the and the boy famously says the one that's as big as me. That's that's Carol Cannon right there. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, how is Carol Cannon? Is she doing good? She's doing all right. You know, every now and then I swing on through her trailer just to keep her company, <laughs> and she tells me about the days when she was almost cast on Glow, the original yeah. series. <laughs> but her character was too racist even for then. I can't get into anything more though. But Carol's good. Yeah, I'm glad. She sends her love. I don't don't thank you, Carol. Uh, Friend of the show, Carol Cannon. Um, A Christmas... (laughs) Is someone talking about Carol Cannon? (laughs) Oh, here she comes. Carol, come on. You're going to blow the mic out. I'll blow a mic, all right. Carol, you're in the red. I can't can't turn it down. Actually, when I said that, I went into the red. All right, I'm going to go fetch a shilling. How'd you know we're talking uh, about? Never mind. <laughs> that's just what that's just her form of uh, currency is shillings. <laughs> um, uh, speaking of which, that's the that's how long were they in Dickensian London before they got that shilling from Ebenezer Scrooge and realized what time they were in? The weirdest thing. Okay, <sighs> the part that got me before that was the fact that there that all three ghosts were there at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> but you gotta, like, here's the thing. Here's the thing. This, this is what really happened. This is what it was based off of. Christmas Carol was based off of a true story. So Charles Dickens had to, you know, like, just move things around a little bit to make it work narratively. But this, this is, this is, this is Carol Cannon. What? <laughs> Nothing, Carol. Nothing. We're, uh, we'll eat some pudding later. It's fine. <laughs> she doesn't even know we're talking about. She just has shillings and pudding. Like it's figgy pudding. I know that. She loves yeah. figgy pudding. Carol Carol Cannon thrives this time of year. <laughs> and what's bad is what, 
She gets so much money during the Christmas time, and she doesn't know why. It's just because she happens to love and sell stuff that is popular around Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, and I'm happy for her. Rest of the uh, year, she's broke. That's why she lives in the trailer. Uh, so they... <laughs> this is the fucking... Well, I, I love the, the pitch of this episode of the Ghostbusters go back in time into the fictional Christmas Carol and bust the three ghosts. I, uh, a couple weeks ago or earlier this week, I should say, uh, I was talking with some friends of mine and I was like talking about like recording this episode and watching this episode. And I described everything that happens in the episode. And they said, they asked me, how long is this show? And I said, 22 minutes. <laughs> and they were like, what? Like that, all that is in 22 minutes. Pretty, they, uh, it's slam full. They, they also like, do no invent for, for paranormal investigators. I guess they're paranormal exterminators. They, they ask no questions. They just shoot these ghosts on sight. And, yeah, eat. and go like ghosts of Christmas present staying chill as fuck, going like, dog, you don't wanna do this. And then still just being like, fuck y'all. Yeah. Um Yeah, they just Egon's PKE meter goes off and they're like, Well, ghosts in there. First of all, we see Jack and Marley fly out the window with what looks like some toasters uh, attached to his chains. I know they're supposed to be the baggage of like his sins in life, but like one of them some bitches look like a toaster. Hey, man, you know, maybe you set one on fire. That's that's a bit of an office sin right there. You don't know how to use a fucking toaster. I can't believe uh, back when being in an office was a thing. I would have to teach so many people how to use a fucking toaster oven. It blew my mind. Like well, people you know, just like it, we'd have Bagel Friday, and people mm-hmm. just queuing up for the damn traditional toaster for those toaster slots, and me walking like I got a goddamn fast pass up to the toaster oven, and everyone <laughs> looking at me like like I'm a ghost. Like what's this? How is this man doing this? It's like y- y'all have lived. A very difficult life because a toaster oven is one of my favorite instruments in the kitchen. Yeah, I I live with some people in uh, uh, I had some roommates in Chicago who did not have a toaster, and I thought it was the weirdest fucking thing ever. I'm like, well, you, so you turn on the oven every time you want to make toast? My girlfriend does not have a toaster, and every now and then she works weekends. I'll stay over, and when I roll out of bed, it's like, oh, it's bagel time. Let's eat some bagels. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I have to I, I have to throw them in the fucking oven, like a like a savage. Wow, yeah, it's weird. You can't live it's, that way. It's very weird. I got one uh, of them. Four, I got one of them four slot toasters, so I'm good to go. I mean, I'll never not go the rest of my life without a toaster oven. Just the control you get on the toast. Yeah. I feel like you get those slot toaster ovens, and like the toast is uneven. One half will be burnt to a crisp. The other half will still be soft bread. I'm not. I'm not looking for a a, a, a gluten journey here. I want a nice even toast. 
Well, uh, I, that's my favorite Pearl Jam song. Even Toast. Even, Even toast. toast. And it spreads like Nassau Jam. Oh, we don't know. Oh, he's wasting that jam again. He's out of jam. He uses butter. <laughs> Love it. And that Eddie Vedder was in my house just now. He just left. <laughs> it's like um, the dumbest episode of anything that we've done in a long time. And I fucking love it so much. One time, uh, uh, <laughs> there's an episode of Twin Peaks uh, that Eddie Vedder is in, but he's credited it under his real name. And uh, he's like playing a song. And then the episode Edison of Twin Vedderson? What is his real name? It's like Severinsen or something it's like that. It's Edison Vedderson. Oh, okay. Well, uh, yeah, Edison Vedison, go, uh, he performs in this episode of Twin Peaks. And then in the episode, uh, Agent Cooper, like, or somebody, they fly to Spokane. Yeah, Cooper's flying through Spokane to get the Twin Peaks. And I immediately went, never been to Spokane. Anyway. <laughs> like, I could not stop saying it the entire episode. <laughs> Spokane. I wonder if Eddie... Speaking of 90s references, a fucking viewfinder was used in this episode. Let me tell you this shit. I had a viewfinder as a child. I wrote this down, and guess what the little film thing was? It was for the Boogeyman Cometh episode of The Real Ghostbusters. Dude, fuck yes. That's a great episode. Is that on our list? uh, Yes, it is. Yeah, good. Good, 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 good. Subscribe to the Patreon Uh, now if you want to listen to us talk about that episode down the line. But why did they use a viewfinder? Because they... Busted the three ghosts of Christmas, got back to present day, realized Christmas was basically, not that Christmas didn't exist, but the entire world, at least Manhattan, was anti-Christmas. It wasn't a Christmas carol. It was uh, a a humbug Christmas, right? A A Christmas humbug. A Christmas humbug by Ebenezer Scrooge. What I love about this is that uh, every sign in existence, it seemed like, everywhere you saw was just portraits of Scrooge. Like, he was just like, it was like a wreath, and in the middle of the wreath was just a picture of Scrooge. He he became like the, the, like the inverse Santa, basically. He became uh, South Pole Santa. He, yeah, or, or uh, as, as was employed by the WWF at one point, Santa Claus. Uh, what the fuck? Uh, have you watched the Christmas Chronicles uh, 2 yet? I unfortunately have. I did too. And um, the whole plot with like, I'm going to set up my own shop at the South Pole. I just immediately went. I was like, oh, God, I hope he, I hope he says, oh, oh, oh. Instead of ho, ho, ho. It would have made the movie one line better. <laughs> I got to say... This is a Christmas episode, so we're going to talk about Christmas movies. See? Yeah. It's related. Um, Tyrese was there for like 10 seconds. Like, why so are you going to have disappointing. Ty- And, all right, because this is, this, you know, we, of course, know him from Fast and Furious. And how are you going to have Tyrese in this episode, like, in this, and, like, not have him be, which is why I think they're trying to save him for a third movie. In which it's about Santa Claus and Tyrese going on an adventure together. I don't I don't know what you're trying to save. You bring in Tyrese into the second film of your franchise. That's been established that it fucking works. And then there's a goddamn sleigh chase in this movie, and he's he's in 
Cancun or wherever the hell. Yeah. It was weird, man. I was not you a fan. You need a scene where Tyrese is in the sleigh. He flips it around and 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 or 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 he's like just staring at somebody while he's, you know, doing the sleigh like this, you know, or he like yeah, he turns, he's dra- racing the sleigh in reverse and then flips off, you know, uh, yeah. fucking Julian Dennison's ass. Waste of waste, waste of casting. Which that I whole think- movie was fucking rough and that was that was just the literal tip of the iceberg yeah i, I didn't like it as much as the first one but i i would i'm gonna shit on it as much as you have it was that movie okay just like we watched it over zoom with some so with the florida crew uh, uh on thanksgiving uh-huh. uh, and it just put all of us in a really shitty mood at how how not fun it was i my main problem with it was the casting of the villain, which I like that actor. Julian Dennison. Yeah, he's yeah. great. I like him because he, he's good in Deadpool 2. He's good in Hunt for the... Amazing in Hunt for the Wilder People. Yes. But, like, I don't know. I just feel like uh, he was miscast in this movie for sure. Also, is this the first time we've ever seen elves having fucking tails? It was... Well, they had tails in the first one. I don't remember that shit. I remember... I remember Kurt Russell's Santa Daddy ass traipsing through Chicago. Yeah. Having Qu- fun. Doing a, a, a jailhouse number with some sex workers. It was wonderful. Big, it was a fucking big, delight for the whole family. Big air quotes for Chicago. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I really enjoyed. And like, speaking of New Girl. Uh, Lamorne, uh, uh, Lamorne Morris. Yeah. Was a cop in that. I think it would have been funny if they brought him back for this. This I don't know. He should have been in the second one, I think. But they had Tyrese for some reason. Such a dis- disappointment. It's anyway, a waste. A waste of a Tyrese. Uh, uh, what they didn't waste was any time in this episode because it was tight as shit. Uh, they so they realized that they they caught the three ghosts of Christmas. Uh, and realized that Egon, I almost called him Egon, which just is fucking me up real hard right now. That is very weird. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, Egon's about to put them all in the containment unit. They rush back to uh, the firehouse. He did. They tell him what happened and why things are the way they are. Um, and, and yeah, so the plan is for them to go back back in time. Back to the past. Back in time. Gotta go back in time. And they have to basically portray the three ghosts while Egon goes into the containment unit, into the spirit realm, to get them, and then try and race back to bring them back. So at that point, after the completion of this plan, Ebenezer Scrooge will have seen a grand total of nine ghosts in this night, (laughs) what he thinks are nine ghosts. Um, uh, <clears throat> well, they're, I think they're trying to go back. Well, yeah, I really don't know if they're going to go back. Then why couldn't they? Well, obviously because they can't control the time travel wind. So I guess right. the time travel wind can only send them back to where they left off. Yeah. It's not a device. It's a natural portal. Yeah. <clears throat> um, so, um, and yeah, they established that he screwed as a uh, historical character. We've said. And that blows my mind. 
And since you bring up Egon, I got to talk about this real quick. The character designs for the real oh, Ghostbusters. Yeah. Egon is obviously not based on Harold Ramis. He is based on Thomas Dolby from the Blinded Me with Science music video. Got to be. Which character-wise tracks. Yeah. But like, I think the only one who looks vaguely like, like Winston just doesn't have his mustache. That's it. So there's a couple episodes that do kind of establish a, a canon of division between the real Ghostbusters and the, the live action Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. So they're not really supposed to look anything like Bill Murray, uh, uh, Dan Aykroyd, Held Ramis, and, um, and, oh, fuck me. This is rude. Star of uh, Congo. Huh? Star of Congo. Ernie Hudson. There you go. <laughs> I just been really fucking bad with names and shit lately. Um, well, you're, so you're talking I don't to the know guy if that we're forgot. We're going to cover those episodes either, but there is an establishment. They're, they do establish that these are supposed to be different people. We're talking, okay, we, we definitely got to watch that episode then. So it's, it's like there's two episodes that it would be, and they're, they're unrelated, but one is about the events that take place immediately after the movie. And then another is the, the real Ghostbusters being hired to consult on the movie Ghostbusters. So, so that's, that's all I'm going to say in regard to those episodes. I It's probably been like it, these, these, these episodes were on Netflix for a little while. And I watched like, I think I watched the first season and watched up until this episode, I think. And then I was like, all right, I'm good for now. Because like, I don't know. I, th- I think at that time of my life, I was just like, I don't want, uh, cause I was, it was like, a, it wasn't as good as I remember it being. So I was like, if I keep going, I don't want it to be you know, as bad or whatever. So I stopped watching it, but I kind of do want to see these episodes now. Yeah. They're, they're definitely not all good. There's a lot. It's definitely a product of its time of being mm-hmm. a Saturday morning cartoon that was churned out to sell toys. Yeah. But every now and then they got in some episodes that are actually very good. Mm hmm. And that's why we're going to cover all the good ones in this episode. The <laughs> all the ones. The playlist. Yeah, I'm doing the. I picked all the episodes that have the highest rating on IMDb. I'll have to go back and double check those to see if the ones that I had just talked about are are listed in there because I definitely think we should cover those. Yeah, we should. Um. All right. So yeah, at this point, this is when Egon does the plan about them going back. Back in time. To portray the ghost, which I love their plan. It's, it's such a good plan. Very fun. Basically, their plan was to make this old man look like a fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> and honestly, I mean, uh, 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 go ahead. He's a bad guy. I just He's love that uh, good. Ray, or excuse me, Venkman as the ghost of Christmas past, in which, like, he's like, so you don't have this aura. It goes, oh, hold on, and then he sets off road flares. 
Yeah, he sets off the magnesium flares. Yeah, uh, and and the and the, the flashlight <laughs> taped to his head. And in this scene, in the time that Venkman spends with Scrooge as the ghost of Christmas Past, we get fucking a character journey. We get character development. We get we get him learning a lesson. Yeah. About about Christmas and and the yeah. true meaning of it. Yeah, that's my that's one of my last notes was and Venkman learned a lesson. Like the show doesn't have to do that. The show didn't have to do that at all. They didn't have to establish he had issues with his dad surrounding Christmas, and they didn't have to resolve shit, you know, in the way that it did. And yes, are we going to talk about the 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 plot hole of what was actually in the viewfinder? No, because don't explain it. Just fucking do it. Screenwriting one hundred and two with Rip Camelucci as Brian Cox from the film adaptation. From the film adaptation. Yeah, a, an educational adaptation of the film adaptation. The which we have always talked about how uh, Janine hates Christmas since she didn't go back and was like on. This is a frequency situation. Remember the movie Frequency with Dennis Quaid, God, in which really? like um, both father and son knew about like the events that happened, but everybody else didn't know about the events mm-hmm. that happened. Same thing happened with the Ghostbusters. What I'm saying is the writers of Frequency stole from this episode so also in this episode the same way that chris nolan uh, stole inception from uh ducktales uh a ducktales comic excuse me um and also another dennis quaid movie dreamscape boom uh i don't recall janine being now this might be a result of the alternate timeline but in the in the real Ghostbusters, I don't recall Janine being this incredibly horny for Egon. I mean, she uh, her you saw her her eyes; they became hearts. Her yes, her damn pupils <laughs> became the shape of hearts, which had to have hurt. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was it was very curious to me because like they flirt in the first movie. In the second movie, she's straight up hooking up with Lewis when they should be watching this fucking child. Um, and then in the series, I, I just can't really recall her ever going that that fucking hard for Egon. But she's well, like, mate. I fucking... She looked him into his eyes, into his spirit realms, and said, you piece of shit. I hate Christmas. And you're trying to fucking save it? But I want you inside me so bad i'll help you that was the subtext of that scene yeah that that, that happened on a on a children's television show that if you had the subtitles on it what you would have seen all that yeah <laughs> that's what subtitles stands for right subtlety yeah uh subtitles yep super horny uh what was i gonna say oh yeah Egon going into the containment unit, like, that is the coolest shit. Yes. Like, I've never seen that before. Like, we've seen the viewfinder and all that stuff, but the fact that he put on a fucking, like, Bucky O'Hare style spacesuit and went into the containment unit. Fucking sell me this Egon Hulkbuster ass suit. Yeah. I want this right there. 
I, uh, I fucking need that figure. There's so one? much opportunity for them to go back. So, like, the, go, the real Ghostbusters toy line was very long, very successful. They had a lot of bunch. They had a, a bunch of great uh, uh, series and whatnot. But they didn't pull nearly enough from shit from the actual show, which is an incredibly toyetic show. Yeah. I'm sorry. I just wanted to point out that uh, when Rip pointed, uh, he said right there, uh, listener, uh, Rip pointed at uh, an old cash register in this Toys R Us he lives in. (laughs) (laughs) It was an old Jeffrey the Giraffe uh, toy that was very old and uh, falling apart. When I was a child, I won the Nickelodeon Super Toy Run. Uh, you looked and it up. I never left. <laughs> you looked it up to see what it was. Yeah, I fucking looked it up. <laughs> Go back and watch the Whack Pack from December 15th <laughs> to come full circle on that. Uh, oh, yeah. So, Egon going in the containment unit was like a rip, like straight from 2001 A Space Odyssey. And not only was it a, a dope concept to do. Yeah. But they didn't have to go nearly as hard with all of the actual like callbacks that you yeah. see within the ghost realm. You see a lot of the 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 ghouls and goblins from like one of the first episodes of the series. You see Sawin. Yeah. It's it's so good. Why isn't the boogeyman in there? That's what I was wondering. Did they bust Boogeyman or they just I'm trying to him? recall what the resolution was to that. Yeah. They may not have busted. I, and remember, Boogeyman had his own realm, so maybe they just banished him to that. I yeah, we we'll have to rewatch. We're gonna rewatch the episode, so listener, don't worry. If you're screaming uh, at your uh, device that you're listening to this on, uh, don't worry. We're gonna watch it. <laughs> don't tweet at us. Okay, so they finally. Oh, by the way, Winston as the ghost of Christmas present. Just he like. <laughs> strapped him and Scrooge to a harness and they're just swinging around London going, yeah, look at that shit. <laughs> uh, I love it. Was, it. it was some, it was good comedy. I'm not and then Ray, Ray as the ghost of Christmas future, uh, doing charades since I don't know why Ray thought he couldn't talk. <laughs> Fucking forgot about that. Well, ghost of Christmas future doesn't speak. So he's in character. He's very much in character minus the charades. Oh, yeah. I just want to talk real quick about this voice cast. So you've got Frank Welker as Ray, Maurice LaMarche as Egon, Lorenzo Music, co-creator of the Bob Newhart show, (laughs) as Bankman, and Arsenio Hall as Winston, which that that casting is fucked up since Ernie Hudson had to audition to play Winston and lost to Arsenio Hall. Wait, for the... For the, for the real Ghostbusters? Yeah, you didn't know that? Like, I understand that Arsenio Hall's kind of a get, but it, at that time? Yeah. But, one, Ernie Hudson probably would have been cheaper. <laughs> Two, it's the actual guy. Although, yeah. I could suppose you can make an argument that if you can't get the rest of the actual guys, it'd be kind of weird if you get just one. Yeah. Um... Man, that that but but three that just kind of bums you out. <laughs> there's a uh, there's a story about because you know Lorenzo Music plays Vinkman in the first two seasons, and then they bring uh, Uncle Joey Dave Coulier in to voice him for the rest of the show starting at season three. Yeah, um, you can go back and listen to this. It was uh, Lorenzo Mar- uh, 
Maurice LaMarche tells this story, and I think it was an episode of I Was There Too he was on, where he talks about how he does the voice of Egon and that he just happened to be doing, like, sound like Harold Ramis whenever he did his voice for Egon. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Bill Murray apparently talked to somebody at a party and jokingly said, well, how come Vinkman doesn't sound like me? So that's when they fired Lorenzo Music and brought in uh, Dave Coulier to voice Vinkman. It's kind of screwed up. It's kind of screwed up, but also, like, if if like Bill Murray's going to throw that down, then as the show is like... Well, let's have him sound like you, motherfucker. Step in the booth. Yeah. That would, yeah. Lay down some tracks. Yeah. But yeah, Frank. I just love that Frank Wilker was like, you know what? I'm going to use Freddie from Scooby Doo voice. <laughs> That's what I'm going to do. Like, what? That crossover. Could you imagine a real Ghostbusters Scooby Doo crossover? How great that would be? <sighs> Shit, man. Hell, I'd even take that as like a comic book run because I know that. They're, for the Ghostbusters comics, they've had crossovers with Ninja Turtles, and they've had crossovers with uh, like John the, Edwards. Um, Answer the Call Ghostbusters as well. Uh, yeah, I think a Scooby Doo run would be very, very fun, either in comics or in cartoons. I don't know who has the rights to the real Ghostbusters, but literally every other cartoon's get a goddamn reboot. Yeah, like let's go. Well, I think like, let's give Maurice LaMarche another paycheck. Give him that bag. <laughs> um, Real Ghostbusters. What was the sequel? Was it Extreme Ghostbusters? Yeah. And that was on Kids WB, which is now the CW. Mm-hmm. So does Warner Brothers maybe have rights to it? I mean, they didn't always have all the rights that were on Kids WB. Sometimes they like just yeah. brought in other properties, but. Who knows? I mean, that was so long ago. Who knows if it even has lapsed since then? I mean, obviously, Sony owns Ghostbusters, so... Yeah. Let's look at... Was it... Who made uh, the real Ghostbusters? Like, what animation house? I didn't see, like, a deke at the end of it. It may have been them, though, actually. It definitely wasn't Funimation, because they had Ghostbusters. It was on ABC... Which I didn't know that. I don't remember watching it on ABC. Did we have we talked about why it's called the real Ghostbusters and not Ghostbusters? Because of the original Funimation series, Ghostbusters. There you go, listener. If you didn't know that, now you know. Which I feel like this show should have had a gorilla too. Um Yeah, you say it was, that about every show next. Yeah. It was Deke and it was Columbia Pictures Television. There you go. So Deek. There's of course uh, a YouTube YouTube video where that happens. It's just a voiceover a guy going dick. It's one dumb. of the first tapes that I I played on my recently acquired VCR was a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles uh, home cassette, uh, and they did, they weren't Deek, but they were that. FHE, the Family Home Entertainment. Oh, yeah. Uh, with like the very childish writing. And then recently I saw uh, that NECA, a while ago, because this is like probably before I started paying attention to this shit, NECA, uh, the toy uh, company, put out a figure. And in in some of their uh, packaging is, is so fucking good. I don't know if you've seen the recent um, Back to the Future uh, figures they put out. 
Yes. Uh, with the packaging they, with like the sports almanac and then the, they, uh, the, the sci-fi book. Is it the reaction figures? Not the reactions. Um, these are, are spe- they're, they're like kind of, um, deluxe style, uh, oh, all- where they have like a bunch of accessories and stuff, but like the they're actual the 30- packaging, the $30 like ones. A- What's that? They're like 30 bucks. I saw them at Target recently. I saw some yes. Gremlins ones at Target and like T2 yeah. ones. Yeah. So like the Biff figure, like the outside of the packaging and you like, you open it up. So it's like book style is, uh, is the gray sports almanac. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Um, so this one was uh, like the attack of Krang and that like very specific uh, cover art for that VHS. Uh-huh. And then in the little corner in the FHE like childhood font, like kids writing font, which it was NECA. It was very, I've never seen it before and I was that's, quite tickled with it. That's pretty cool. That would, I just thinking it would be funny if you opened up the Biff one and like you think it's a sports almanac and then you open it up and it's uh, ooh la la, ooh la la. <laughs> <laughs> oh man that would have been a good chase version would have been very funny um what was I gonna say so yeah egon goes in there and gets him out and then the machine that he uses blows up which i thought was weird and then um he rushes him back there's like no time spent because they're like we've already jammed back this episode full of shit we can't show egon coming back so egon's just magically there and he releases yep. all the ghosts I also uh, I love how they just speed up like when he gets to the spirit realm and he finds the Christmas ghosts. Yeah. And he's just like, y'all, get in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's faster like, if we go in here and like hold up the go. trap. Yeah. And then uh and then he has to be Jacob Marley, uh, part yep. two by saying, You'll be visited by three ghosts. And if you look at the background, they're telling him what time they're gonna be there. Like so the Ghost of Christmas Pass is holding up a one and the presents holding up two. And then past has this line. Now as my brother, the ghost of Christmas future says, let's take it from the top, which I don't get that. Is that, is that a joke? Like, what is that a reference to? Uh, I think that just might be a reference. Like that might be alluding to, mm, no, that doesn't make sense. Like heads getting chopped off. Maybe. I don't know. No, I think they just wanted the, the, these, Dickensian ghost to say something modern. Yeah, let's take it from the top. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, then the Ghostbusters go back to the future, and um, they drink blue punch. I assume. Yeah, I thought that was very weird. Them drinking blue punch, the traditional blue punch. Yeah, but yeah, Vateman learned a lesson during all this, which was very nice. They even said so. Do you think the blue punch was maybe one of those things where, like, you set the future back on its normal course, but, like, just kind of? Like, there's that one thing that's different from what you've done in yeah. the past? So, like, fruit punch is no longer red, it's now blue. Yeah. What flavor do you want? I want blue. Oh, you mean fruit punch? <laughs> it's not, uh, it's not like, uh, blue blast or whatever or like you know yeah. blue blue's always associated with uh with coldness and then red is fruit punch man what if a fruit what if red flavor in this in this alternate timeline is now like a cinnamon flavor could you imagine a cinnamon flavored sports drink oh not good oh. 
Don't recommend it. That's not that's not the the flavor you want hitting your palate after after heavy activity. You want something crisp. You yeah. want something you want something refreshing. Not not something that's just gonna fucking punch your tongue like like, uh, a, like cinnamon. That's disgusting. I hate Alright, well Carol, guess what? Uh throw away our business plans for some cinnamon sports drink to sell around Christmas. I'll just chug it anyway. Oh, she's chugging it. She's oh, she's she's going. You know the cinnamon challenge. She's doing the cinnamon sports drink challenge, and she's not getting far with that bottle. Oh, she's shotgunning this next one. <laughs> oh, I forgot we made uh, seventeen batches. That she's probably going to drink yeah. them all. Um, what else we got in this episode? Santa. I just wrote that in all caps in my notes. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's fun. That's that's like the obligatory Christmas episode ending. Yes. Like, if you haven't had Santa in your Christmas episode, if you're, like, a cartoon, then that's how it has to end every time, with you hearing, like, like one character going, like, what? And then hearing, like, ho, 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 and then sleigh bells and reindeer and shit. Usually off-camera ADR really makes me laugh, but it didn't, didn't in this case. I'll give you an example. In Rogue One, during that big council scene, before they, uh, you know, go off and to scare or forget the plans... You just hear a guy from the back guard going, hey, I don't like that idea. Like, you just, he's just off. Like, <laughs> like, it's just shit like that kills me. Like, a good line that is just <laughs> out of nowhere that just gets, like, and <laughs> just like this one dissenting rebel, just like, I ain't going. Yeah. Oh, fuck that. Like, just. <laughs> Like, who is that guy? Anyway, that's like that and two kids in a trench coat will always make me laugh. No, not not three. It's got to be two. I mean, we all know how much I love the boss baby, and they do the ultimate two kids in a trench coat posing as Elvis you, in that movie. You uh, you excited for the sequel? Uh, you know I am. The, I'm not saying that the first boss baby was high concept but they seem to be packing a lot into the sequel <laughs> yeah it's 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 pretty out there but you know what you go big when it comes to sequels and obviously nobody can write a uh, script that's as good as this episode script of the real ghostbusters so teach it in screenwriting class everybody or, or you know read it watch this episode i mean if you if you're worried about by the way, we've been recording for an hour. Um, yeah, <laughs> this is long. I don't. Well, it's it's gonna end up in the free feed, so you know we want to make yeah. sure those are like you know kind of on par with the, the thing is though. I see. Let's make it the length of the Fast uh, Furious Seven episode, huh? Two hours and what was it ten minutes? Something like that. God, it was that was the longest podcast I've ever done. I uh, wish I could say the same. Ugh. What was I going to say? Um, oh, yeah. I feel like our our movie episodes are going to be uh, pushing two hours every time. They're probably going to be Furious 7 length every time. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Which what is uh, why... Sorry, go ahead. 
I was going to say, which is why I'm like, because I know, because the reason I want to do a music episode is because I know I'm going to want to talk about music during the movie episode, and it's going to be so long that I feel like it should be its own episode. That sounds, that sounds justifiable. We're doing this for you, um, listener. We don't want you to listen to the, we're not Joe Rogan. Okay. <laughs> I just gonna... double check. I'm not Joe Rogan. I, I can't speak for you, Nick, but I'll say. I'm going to look at this mirror. I'm, I'm not Joe, Joe Rogan. Rogan. I know Joe Rogan, and you're no Joe Rogan. So back you're when I was hosting, so back when I was hosting Fear Factor, um, something. Oh my God, I am Joe Rogan. Oh no. Uh, well, if you were Joe Rogan, you could probably at least tell me what Phil Hartman was like. Wait, what? What? What news radio? Right. Joe Rogan was on news radio. He was on one of those shows, wasn't he? I'm going to tell you, I don't care. <laughs> oh, I'll tell you something I do care about. We're an hour into this show episode, and we haven't even mentioned Slimer. <laughs> I know, right? That's weird, because he was barely in this episode. But when he was, he was being a real dick about Christmas. <laughs> but he was also get, like get almost getting sucked into the containment unit for half the damn episode. <laughs> I felt kind of bad for the little spud. Slimer, don't go close to the containment unit. You got to be in another room, man. Of course, fan yeah, Joe favorite. Joe Rogan was on news radio. How dare you make me doubt myself? I never watched news radio, so. It's good. What uh? What show was was Dick, uh, who was Stephen Root on that show? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that show was a stacked fucking cast. Oh, let me get this uh, back up. This related, this is related to Ghostbusters because it was directed by Ivan Reitman, but I watched Dave recently, and Stephen Root... hell yeah, you did. Stephen Root makes a very brief, like, appearance in that movie, and I was watching going, is that motherfucker Stephen Root? And then all of a sudden, I like, I was like, it's gotta be. And, like, it's a very, it's a, a very far away shot, a long shot, like, wide shot, and you can't even tell it's Stephen Root. But just mm-hmm. his body language and the way he speaks, you know it's Stephen Root. And then I looked it up online, it was Stephen Root. Us Stephen Root heads can spot Stephen Root from a mile away. <laughs> yes. Man, uh, that's I love Dave. Dave is great. Dave is easily in my top ten movies. Really? I fuck yeah, I will watch Dave on a regular basis. Uh you and you and my dad should start a Dave podcast because my dad yeah. loves that movie. <laughs> yeah, we'll call it Meet Dave. In which every episode, every episode is about you trying to get Kevin Klein on the podcast. <laughs> here's here's the cast of News Radio: Dave Foley, Stephen Root, Andy Dick, Mara Tierney, Joe Rogan, Phil Hartman, John Lovitz, Patrick Walburton for like five episodes, and then it just gets down to like uh, yeah. guest spots like Lauren Graham, motherfucking Toby Huss was a guest for three episodes. Played different characters in each one. Of course he did. David Cross, Bob Odenkirk. What? Oh, did you watch that Nobody trailer? Of course you did. Fuck, yeah, I did. Uh, that trailer Tony came out. Tony this- did two episodes. Sorry. Oh, uh, that that Nobody trailer uh, came out the same day as like all that Disney news came out. Mm-hmm. And I still, I was like, oh, that's cool, but. 
I watched all those trailers for the Disney shit, and then I watched Nobody trailer for like ten more times. Another guest star from News Radio was Kurt Fuller, star of Ghostbusters Two, bringing it back. Hell yeah! So, um, what's a what's a rating system we would have for this uh, podcast? Ooh, what? What's the unit of measurement? Like, what's the measurement for like? For a PKE? I don't know. For the PKE meter. Ooh. Is this good slime or bad slime? Ooh. Yeah. Uh, well, this this episode was definitely good slime. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm glad we have a slime-based rating system that is good or bad. I gotta look up if PKE meter has a measurement. I know they had like the PKE the meter, and then the second movie they introduced the Geiger meter. That's true. Uh, all right, I'm on Ghostbusters.fandom.com. Uh, PKE meter, also known as the Aura Scope. All right, calm down, fandom. By the way, I just want to talk about the why you're doing this. I'm going to address the Ghostbusters fandom. If you're listening to this podcast and um, you talk shit about the 2016 Ghostbusters movie, I'm going to tell you, go screw. We are after, we are, we answer the call. Yeah. Here on We're Ready to Believe You. Yeah. So, if you let that phone ring, go screw. <laughs> what do we got as far as uh, PKE readings? They never really talk about it in the movies. So, the most I can get is basically it describing the function in the video game. Which Oh, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, where it's like red, green, or yellow for like how close to a ghost you are or whatever. Yeah. And then like blue is how you find an artifact. Isn't that right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. We're not going to go by that rating system. Let's go by the slime, baby. All about that slime. Slime time. I'm trying to think because we did have two methods of rating for quarter mile at a time i want to try and get to two for this but i can't well, think we, of anything else we only had one for welcome to haddonfield and that was the pumpkin <laughs> rating oh streams maybe you know how they go full stream i'm gonna go full stream for this one Aim for the how many top. <laughs> how many streams uh are we gonna cross yeah yeah <laughs> one to four yeah, how many streams is this worth? Yeah. One, you're not even going to cross the stream. It's not even that big of a deal. Yeah. Like, not a Gozer level event. Two, you need to take care of some shit. Yeah. You know, this is, it was, it's, it's, it's worthy of note. Three, all right, we're getting close to having to, to deal with something here. Four, you know, you got to save the world. Yeah. So I'm going to give this episode, uh, I'm going to give it four streams. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and give this episode just because there were some some pretty goofy loose ends. Oh, come on. All right. I'll, I'll let you have your opinion. 
not. <laughs> it's it is kind of frustrating to hear someone like praise something for an entire episode of a podcast and then <laughs> yeah. go, eh, it just fell short. Like that, you're making me realize that does bug the shit out of me. Yeah. Uh, so you are correct. I'm gonna go with with four streams. Hell yeah, four streams for it, baby. We're talking Netflix, HBO Max, <laughs> Hulu, Disney Plus. That's the four streams, baby. The four streams. Good lord. <laughs> it's kind of weird that this this show's not streaming anywhere. I mean, it was. And I think I'm gonna go for- technically, technically watch it through Amazon Prime. Uh, that's true, but you have to buy it first. When it comes to it. streaming, that means like you pay a subscription and whatever. Yeah. Okay, well, I think that's going to do it for this episode. Uh, this is a little Christmas treat, so uh, we're going to go back to Fast and Furious in February for a little... Uh, it might be a one-off episode, and then we're going full-time Ghostbusters in March. So, happy holidays, everybody. There you have it. Happy haunty days. Ooh, nice. I like that. Uh, I'm Nick Lathan. You can follow me on at Nick Lathan on Instagram, Twitter. And I have a letterbox, which I think that's NK Lathan. But just search Nick Lathan on letterbox, and I'm on there, and you'll see what movies I'm watching. And what I got to say about them. Sometimes it's a fun thing to say. Like last night, for example, I watched the movie Arch Enemy. I don't know if you've heard about this movie. It's got uh, Joe, what's his last name? He's in Magic Might. He played Flash Thompson in Spider-Man. Oh, uh, Joe, Man- uh, Joe Manganiello? Anyway, yeah, that's his name. Um, a lot of people on Letterboxd and uh, IMDb were talking shit about this movie because it was low budget. Like, how was that uh, breaking? Like, how does that, like, something that you hate about a movie? If a movie's low budget and it looks low budget, you can't knock it for being low budget. It doesn't... If a a movie is very expensive to make and has a high budget, but looks low budget, then yeah. And this movie... It's a very easy flow chart here. The, uh, the plot of this movie is uh, he plays a guy named Max Fist, who's a superhero in the... He's a superhero, and he gets sucked into our dimension, like, through a... Because of this device called the Void. And he, once he enters our dimension, he loses all of his powers. And so he's, like, a homeless guy. And he, he like, bef- befriends this kid and, like, slowly... like like So you're thinking, like... Maybe he's crazy. Maybe he's an actual superhero. Hmm. Anyway, it's hmm. uh, that's interesting. That's an interesting premise. Yeah, but everybody was like, "Oh, this movie isn't as cool as the poster." That was one thing I read. Another was like, "This looks low budget," and like, it's just like, don't review stuff based like you're entitled to your opinion, but like, get some uh, better. You know, learn how to critique shit better. Anyway, yeah. Um. So that follow me on Letterboxd. Rip. <laughs> uh, you can follow me on most platforms at Rich Cami C A M I. Uh, follow me specifically on Instagram, where every day I host the Whack Pack, where Rip rips open another pack of trading cards every single day, oftentimes with friends. And when we raise money for good causes, because it is also a live fundraiser, uh, I'll chew the old gum that's found in the old packs of 
cards. You can also find me on the limited run of Podswoggle, a wrestling podcast with entertainment, and also the worst name of a wrestling show in the world. Those are the two things that that show has claimed to. Uh, yeah, we got a limited run going uh, through the holidays and through Jan- into January. Um, and that's... That's all the uh, the shit I got going on right now. If you want to, if you want to send money directly into my pockets, uh, I I'm, I might still have some stuff up on eBay. I need to sell. Uh, my name's Rich Cammy there too. So go to our alternate <laughs> follow suggestions for Nick is Letterbox to talk about movies and culture that movies provide, and me is to have you buy my shit. <laughs> I've never heard anybody promote their, their eBay, eBay before. Which it makes sense that you're selling shit on eBay since you live in an abandoned Toys R Us. I I am not short on supply. You have I see behind you. You have nine thousand um, alien dogs from the Alien Resurrection toy line. Like. I got a ton of those. I got <laughs> I got thirty Power Wheels that the batteries are incredibly corroded. One last thing before we leave. A friend of mine on Instagram, she she has twin boys, and she recently posted uh, a video of her husband with a remote control controlling his little power, like, motorized car. Which, they didn't make those back in the day. So, no. that is just more opportunities for dads to fuck with their kids. And it made me laugh my ass off. Because the kid was like, you know... He was supposed to be driving it, but like he was just like had his hands off the wheel, and his dad was fucking driving it. It was just making me laugh. Anyway, uh, that just makes me think of the again another lost opportunity for there never being an Ecto One Power Wheel. I'm done. I'm done talking. Did you say we're gonna have a whole episode on uh, the toy line as well? Yes, we are. Don't worry. Okay, cool. All right. Well, this has been um, what quote from the episode? I've written down one. Do we want to do a quote from the app? You got a quote? Yeah. What do you have? I I just have the, now as my brother, the ghost of Christmas future says, let's take it from the top. So Rip, take us out with a quote, please. As the great Peter Venkman once said, and you're still the same. Depressing, isn't it? Thank you for playing Arcade Audio. Play more at ArcadeAudio.net.